Hey guys, it's Brianna, and I am joined by my friend and co-host, Christina. Hi, everyone. And you are listening to Oh Brother, your favorite Big Brother podcast. Listen as we discuss all of the alliances, backdoors, and twists you love to watch. I was so excited for this premiere. You have no idea. And I guess give me like your, based on your expectations, how did this premiere rank? Was it good? Was it bad? Of the seasons I watched, I was, I think, a little more excited for this one because as we know, we didn't know who the house guests were. And plus with everything going on where we didn't know if we were having a season, there were a lot of like, miscommunications with ads were being pulled and things were on the website on CBS all access and then they were pulled so I think just knowing that there were all these changes we were just glad to have a season so I think that was the hype of it all personally this premiere pleasantly surprised me I kind of expected because like we had seen the rumored cast and like this can be a whole other discussion but they need to fire everybody on their staff because the entire (laughs) cast was leaked prior. Like not a single person was a surprise to me or you. Yeah, like I kept seeing the same rumored link and I remember I sent it to you Mm -hmm. and I was like, do you think this is true? And we didn't know, but everywhere I was looking was the same exact cast. Yeah, I have a screenshot that I saved that someone put together the cast and it's the exact cast that's Exact same cast, but- the thing was, it was leaked, like, what, two weeks before yeah. or something like that? it's been a while. Like, oh, maybe, like, one person made it up, but everyone's just rolling with it. No, it was the exact cast. So they got to fire some people. But regardless of that, I was very pleasantly surprised by this premiere. I think it was one of those things where a lot of people didn't expect it to be very great, just considering the circumstances. Yeah. But they killed it. I was like so excited, so engaged the whole time. I was on edge, wanted to see who was going to win this HOH. I was so happy there was no night one eviction. So overall, I was happy with it. When I saw the rumored cast, I was like, if this is true, like I'm not really looking forward to many of these people because Half of them I didn't see their season. Half of them I just wasn't a fan of. Mm-hmm. But then as the premiere went on, I'm like, I actually kind of think this is like a solid cast. Like, yeah. like I was more pleasantly surprised than I thought I would be. I was like, okay, maybe I am ex- a little more excited than I thought I would be. And I think it has a lot of potential. It's also good for people who are trying to get into Big Brother because yeah. they have people all the way back from season six all the way up till last season. Mm-hmm. Um, a, few, a few of the seasons in between – are not included, but for the most part, they've got people from every season from season six on, which is pretty yeah. cool. I was shocked at how many people they had from the last two or three seasons. I know. All in one. Crazy. Speaking of the cast, I think we should just jump right into it and start going through all the different people who are on the season. Later on in the episode, we will also break down all of the cast connections, whether or not we think there's going to be potential for any showmances. We'll recap the competition that played out live and then give you some predictions and thoughts as to what we think is going to happen going forward. And we're also going to include a couple guest interviews with my friends, Sophia and Jonathan, who you've heard on past seasons of the podcast. They're also going to give us their little predictions. And hopefully what my hope is, is that at the end, we can come back to this episode and maybe one of us will have predicted correctly who's going to win. Yeah. All right. Let's jump right into the cast. So the very first person that popped up on our TV screens 
was good old Nicole Franzel, <laughs> Franzel, not sure how you pronounce it. And I think she's one of those people that had really mixed reactions. Mm-hmm. Before we get into our thoughts on Nicole, I will say that Nicole's 28 years old. She was on both Big Brother 16 and 18. She won 18. Um, she is married to Victor Arroyo, who she was um, on BB18 with. And she is known for being the first female to beat a male in the final two. However, um, it came with a lot of backlash because a lot of people think that Paul was robbed of his win and that Nicole shouldn't have won. Well, it's jury's choice, so. Exactly. A winner's a winner in my mind. Mm -hmm. So what do you think of Nicole? What was Um, your reaction to her? First off, I think her and Victor are so cute and I can't (laughs) wait for them to get married. Cannot wait. They're already married, aren't they? No, they're, no, they're not. Oh, I said they were married. You're right. She's planning her wedding. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Like, I was not a big fan. Like, I didn't mind Nicole when I first saw her season or first season. And then as time went on, I was like, oh, like, she's kind of annoying. Very predictable. I was kind of like, okay. But that's why I think this season I was kind of like, I don't know if I'm excited to see her, but I think I am due to the whole cast as a whole, but I am actually very surprised at how excited I am to see her this season because I wasn't expecting to be happy about it. But I think her gameplay is very average, but she's also very social. Mm-hmm. I think she's decent at comps and I think she's very, very social, but she does love the drama. But I think that since her first season, she's kind of calmed down a little bit and she's yeah. been more more relaxed and more focused on the game versus the cameras and everything. Yeah. I think personally, I have to agree that like, she's a little bit annoying, but at the same time, I'm not, I don't mind Nicole. I'm not like upset to see her. What I will say is that I'm excited to see her not in a showmance because she's been in so many showmances that it's like, okay, let's just see you be you and do your thing without a man attached to you. Who was her first showmance again? She was with Hayden and Corey. I can't remember Hayden, who was first. That's who I was. I think Hayden was first. Yeah, and then Victor. I love Victor. I think Victor's great. Victor is definitely the best out of those three. And then moving on, we got D- Danielle Briones, or as most people know her, Danny Donato. I absolutely love her. She's 33 years old. She played in both BB-8 and BB-13. She was runner-up in BB-8 to her father, Evil Dick. And she came in, um, she was the seventh person evicted in BB-13. So she made it like halfway through. Um, She is married to fellow housemate Dominic Briones, who she met on season 13. There's, their relationship is kind of funny. I, I feel like I would equate it to like a Tyler and Angela where they were more close in the house, but it wasn't that intense of a showmance. And mm-hmm. then after that, they got out, they, they stayed together and like eventually got married and had a baby. She is most known for being in the house with her dad because they didn't speak before the season and they basically worked together and made it to final two. Evil Dick won. She came in second. And then in her um, second season, BB-13, he was also on it, but chose to leave at the beginning in order to help her game. And 
I'm pretty sure they don't speak anymore. So they like spoke for a little while after like Big Brother brought them back together and then they again stopped speaking. But she's a comp beast and she's also one of those people who will take no shit and like she's just the epitome to me of like a badass player. So I'm excited to see what she's going to do this season. Um, I haven't seen her season, but I've like seen a lot of things about her over the years. Um, I think she, you can blatantly tell from just her interview alone that she was a comp beast. She's very strong. She's very active. Um, and I was very shocked to see that she was on with her dad, which I thought was very interesting. But, um, I think people will definitely talk about that at least a little bit throughout the season. But um, I'm very excited to see her throughout all the comps, especially the physical comps. Yeah, Because I think her, along with some of the other women on this season, are a force to be reckoned with. Oh, yeah, for sure. Speaking of a force to be reckoned with, we've got Davon Rogers. She's 32 years old. Um, She played in BB-17, and she was the second evicted. And then she played again in BB-18 and was the sixth evicted. And she is most known for, A, that gif of her walking out of the house, (laughs) and B, the fact that she figured out the twin twist in BB-17. That's what I remember her most for, to be quite honest. Um, Pretty sure that she's single, but the jury's still out on that. Yeah, I think she's single. I've seen her on social media and I don't see anything, but you never know. She could be a private person. Who knows? I will say this. Um, I knew that Davon didn't make it very far in her two seasons that she played, but I was so surprised when I looked it up and found out she was second and sixth evicted because I feel like even though she was only in those seasons for such a short time, she had a really big impact. Yeah, she's one of those players. She doesn't have to be around for long, She, but she leaves her mark. Yeah, she's very memorable. So I'm excited to see her this season. I'm hoping that she can go a little bit further. I think... Like she mentioned in her little interview, she said that like she's very um, observant, which is why she was able to figure out that twin twist, but she knows she needs to kind of keep her mouth shut sometimes. So hopefully we'll see that this season from her. Yeah, I think Davon in the beginning was very, she kind of just said before she speak and she was, she didn't have as much control over her anger or her actions or the gossiping or everything in the first season, maybe even the second season a little bit, not as much, but. I noticed that when she made the switch to the challenge after her seasons on Big Brother, she was much more calm and collected. She was talking about her daughter and her family a bit more, and she just seems like a much more collected person, and she has control over her emotions a lot more. So I think that she is definitely going to take that into this new season, and I'm very excited to see how different it's going to be. Let's hope, because I want to see her do well. Same. I hope that her, even though Mama Day is gone, (laughs) I really hope that if she's not in long, which I hope she is though, she leaves her mark. And I really, really want a her and Kevin alliance. Oh my God. Yeah. Really want that. So it's funny (laughs) you say that because I was saying, and not to jump the gun here, but I was saying to um, my roommate Shauna when we were watching the episode that I could see a Davon, Kevin, Nicole, and David alliance forming. I think that would be Nicole A. Okay. Because I feel like Nicole A and Kevin would bond. I feel like Davon would definitely bond. And then David has the connection with Nicole and he's kind of like an outsider. So I could see those four getting along. Yeah. Well, you saw Nicole. She ran right up to David when Mm -hmm. everyone saw each other. She was like, oh my God. So 
I bet they're going to definitely work together. We'll see. Um, next up, we've got Christmas Abbott. She's 38 years old. She played in Big Brother 19, and she came in third place. Um, she is most known for breaking her foot during the first <laughs> week in the house because Whistlenut, a.k.a. Jason, was giving her a piggyback ride. They fell. She broke her foot. She went to the hospital. She voted from the hospital. That was the first time that had ever happened. She had her surgery and then decided to come back into the game. What I will say about Christmas is that she has never been like my favorite person, but I want to give her the opportunity to change my mind. And I'm not saying that I want to see her break her foot again. However, I really want the scooter to make a comeback. The scooter was iconic. She was zipping around the house on that freaking scooter with her little broken oh leg. Goodness. What That's do you think great. about Christmas? Similar to, um, I want to say, Danny. I haven't seen her season, but just from her interview, I honestly was kind of excited to see her this season. I think she seems very independent and driven, and I think that'll play a lot in her gameplay. I think she will be very intimidating to a lot of people because she's so like, I want to win. I want to do this. I want to do this. And I think she's very open she's about ripped. it. Yeah. And I think she's very open about it. And I would not be surprised if maybe her and Cody or one of the other, some of the other guys formed an alliance and had her in it. I think she's just one of those very determined people and she won't let anybody get in her way. She's not afraid to show what she's about. And I think that's part of her gameplay unless she chooses to switch it up. Yeah, like I said, Christmas has never been my favorite player, but I'm hoping she will change my mind. Next up, we've got Tyler Crispin. I don't think anybody was surprised to see him. He's 25 years old. He played in Big Brother 20. He was the runner up. He is known for being America's favorite player. A lot of people kind of compared him to Derek when he was on. Um, and he is in a relationship with Angela Rummins, who we know was on his season they met on the show. What did you think when you saw Tyler was going to be on? I definitely think that it has not been long enough since we've seen Tyler. <laughs> um, I don't mind his gameplay or him as a person. I just, I think his gameplay is very predictable as his previous season was. I think he's going to do the same exact thing. But I think this time he's going to be a little more intimidated, I should say, because of all the, the vets and returnees that are back. I think he's definitely going to run into some issues with maybe underestimating a lot of people. Honestly, the only thought I had about Tyler when I saw him was that whoever did his hair Ugh. really needs to be slapped in the face. I think it was Carrot Top, to be honest. It was like Ugh. somehow curly, but also flat. It was way too yeah. long. He it looked was curly, so much better. Didn't have volume. No, it looked so much better in BB20. He just needs to give it a little chop chop. Yeah. Those are my only thoughts about Tyler at the moment. Like, hey, you do you, Tyler. Whatever you want to do, but... Next up, we have Ian Terry. He's 29 <laughs> years old. He was on BB14, and he won. Um, he's currently in a relationship, and he is known for beating his mentor, Dan Giesling, in the end, which was iconic. Do you have any thoughts about Mr. Ian Terry? Um, at first, he reminded me a bit of Scotty. Oh, my God. Because <laughs> he's got that nerdy-esque vibe where he thinks he can beat everybody but the thing is he has a reason to think that 
He's won before. He's beat Dan, of all people. I think this kid, I think he has a good gameplay going in, but at the same time, I'm very confused because those who have watched Big Brother or seen his season know that he's a force to be reckoned with and know that he is very competitive and all this stuff and what he has to offer or bring to the table. But in the premiere, he said that he wanted to hide that and act like he was more relaxed and not as good as people think he is. But I just don't get how he's going to, I don't know how he's going to do that. Yeah, I agree like with you. Televised. I think, Does he not remember? <laughs> yeah, I think that that Ian is going into it exactly how he went into his first season, which was like downplay myself, downplay myself, make myself out to be the socially awkward nerd. But like you said, Once you they play all it, know, they know. They know you've won, buddy. Like there is no downplaying it. If he somehow is able to do that, then props to him. But I feel yeah. like he needs to adopt a different strategy. Yeah, I think once you expose yourself, it's kind of like, what are you going to do? Yeah, but either way, I'm excited to see Ian again. I'm curious how this season is going to be different for him and yeah. curious to see who he's going to align with. Like, I wonder the same stuff about a lot of people on this season. Like, they've had their previous seasons where they had their game a certain way and they want to do the same thing. But now that people know that's how you play your game, do you think you should switch it up? That's like showing your cards, you know, before you Mm -hmm. even start. So if you're going to do the same, I'm just confused as to – I'm curious as to who it would work with and who it wouldn't. Right. Next up, we've got Kevin Casey Campbell. He's 40 (laughs) years old. He was on BB11 and he placed third. He is married. And the main thing that he's known for is being the first one evicted on finale night. That was the first season when they did the um, the live finale where the third, the third place person gets evicted live. So unfortunately for Kevin, that is his, uh, that is his legacy, but... <laughs> Personally, I'm excited to see see Kevin. He seems like a lot of fun. I honestly, I remember him, but it's been so long since I've seen that season. I remember him being slightly annoying, so hopefully his personality doesn't rub anyone the wrong way. But for the most part, I think he's going to be really fun. Like I said, I could see him aligning himself with Devon, Nicole, and maybe David. That's like an alliance I'm crossing my fingers for. So that's what I'm thinking about Kevin. Yeah, I I think he's a very bubbly and uh, outgoing person, and I'm very excited to see how he plays that in the game. I didn't see his season, but for some reason, he looks very familiar to me. Hmm. Very familiar. I don't know what it's from, but in his interview, the funniest thing, I think, was when he had his alter ego. I really want to see Anita Vito. Anita Vito. (laughs) I want to see her make make her debut, Um, but I am very excited on a serious note for his gameplay to see who he aligns with and how he goes about everything. Cause he made it seem like he's willing to do anything to win this season. And I want to see how far he's going to go for that. Definitely. Next up, we've got Enzo Palumbo. He's 42 years old. I believe he's the oldest person on the season. I believe he's, so. Yeah. He's from BB 12. He placed third He is single. He proudly announced that he was divorced. So who knows what Enzo is trying to do with a showmance. Um, He is known for being the founding member of the Brigade, which was a very popular alliance at the time during that season. 
personally, I'm not the biggest Enzo fan. I really hope that he doesn't try to do the all boys alliance thing again. Like we're past that. It's he 2020. Yeah, he I could see him doing it, but like it's 2020, we're past that. Let's get a nice all girls alliance that works out or an alliance that's mixed all different people. We don't need another brigade no. part two. I'm all we set with that. We do not need another brigade from what I've heard. But um, immediately for his interview, I was, ve- I don't know if I was creeped out or I got a weird vibe from him. I just feel like his gameplay is going to be to go in, be all serious. But in terms of him showing any sort of showmance, I don't think he's going to do that. I think he's just there to have a good time and to, shake the house a little bit. I think he definitely wants to win, but I think he's more of a, um, I want to say he's more of a person where he's probably going to do an all-male alliance or try mm-hmm. to do I that. Hope not. And he's probably just going to try to act like he's having a good time and he's one of the guys. Mm-hmm. When you sure. both know he's older, he's divorced. He just, I think he's just trying to fit in. I have another question. He mentioned meow meow in his interview. What does that mean? I don't remember. And it also said <laughs> it on his hat. So He kept mentioning it as if it were like some big inside joke. And it might be. I didn't watch a season. But again, it's been a meow, long time meow. since I'm I've like, seen that season. But I don't remember what that was a reference to. I was just confused because this dude's like 40 something years old saying meow meow. Like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Next up, we've got Janelle Pierzina. She's 40 years old. She has been on three different seasons already, BB6, BB7, and BB14. In both BB6 and BB7, she placed third, which is so sad because that means she made it all that way both times and didn't get anything. And then BB14, she was evicted pretty early. Um, She is known for being a competition beast. She was one of the first people to... um, sort of get the title of the most competition wins i think since her season um somebody else has probably gotten more but yeah at the time she had the most comp wins Mm -hmm. and she was also america's favorite player in season six so she has a lot of potential to be a lot of people's favorites i think just because she's been on so many seasons a lot of people are really excited to see her because she is just so recognizable and when you think, in my mind, when I think Big Brother All Stars, Janelle is one of the first people that comes to mind. Yeah, I could definitely tell in her interview that she will most likely be a fan favorite this season if she stays for a while. Um, first thing that I noticed was in her interview, she said she got rid of Dr. Will, which made me very sad. No, I was <laughs> here for it. I was here for it. <laughs> but, um, I was very shocked to see that she made it to the final three twice. And I, I immediately was like, this girl needs to go farther than that this time. Mm-hmm. She needs to, especially being as skilled as she is in the game and both competitions and probably socially as well. I think that she will not be underestimated this season by most people. And I think her as well as possibly Christmas are two of the strongest women in this season. Definitely. And I I think that they will definitely show that they're a force to be reckoned with to not just the other females in the house, but the guys as well. I'm curious to see if she's still the comp beast that she used to be. 
Yeah, she said that in her interview. She said, listen, I was younger then. I was 20, how old was she, 25 or something? But I don't remember. She said, listen, doesn't matter. Doesn't mean that I'm not the same as I used to be, just different. Next up, we have Miss Bailey Dayton. She's 27 years old. She's from BB20 and she was evicted sixth. She's known for her showmance with the iconic Swaggy C, and also that fight she had with Tyler where she literally bled from her mouth on live TV. Um, she and Swaggy are now married. In my notes, I just wrote, oh, no thanks. But, <laughs> but um, no, I was never a big fan of Bailey. Even on the challenge, I was just, I was really hoping that she made a turnaround like Davon, but I just, I'm not a big fan of her. I really am not. I don't like her social game at all. I think she's very, I don't want to say entitled, but I think she thinks she's better than everybody at times. So entitled. Yeah. <laughs> like I just, I just, it's a strong word to use, but she just, she acts, you know. Um, but I think these people will give her a run for her money. And I think that hopefully she doesn't have a lot of drama this season, especially with Tyler. Um, not that I'm rooting for Tyler. I just, it's just, I'm just over it. I'm just over all the drama. And I know that whenever she's on a season, it's all drama. Yeah. With Bailey, she's another one of those people where I wasn't like super excited to see her, but I want to give her the opportunity to change my mind about her. Yeah. I don't, for some reason, I feel like her and Tyler will bury the hatchet this season. They, yeah. they hugged each other during the premiere which I wasn't sure if that was going to happen or not. So hopefully they're easily able to overcome their differences. But yeah, like I said, Bailey, not my favorite, but I'm still excited to see what she's going to do this season. Yeah, I think that her and Tyler definitely try to bury the hatchet. If not, they'll act like they do and kind of just be weary of each other the whole season. But like you said, like, I like to give people also like a second chance. Like you can always change my mind. It's just... Mm -hmm. From her previous seasons, I'm just speaking from what has already happened, not from yep. just a biased opinion, but it's all drama on from what I've noticed. But like you said, people can always turn around. So we'll give her that benefit of the doubt. Um, next up, we have little Miss Nicole Anthony. She's 25 years old. She is from BB21. She placed third. She is most known for being voted America's favorite player and arguably America's sweetheart. She's also... Very single, according to her bio. <laughs> oh my goodness. I was so excited to see Nicole. Me too. I have all exclamation points next to my notes. I was so excited to see her, even though I don't know if she'll make it to the end, which I think she has a good possibility. She's just like a light in the house. She kind of like, you when you look at her, like you kind of have a sense of ease. Like she's very nice. She's very kind. She's very genuine. And I think everyone can see that. Yeah. I hope that she really plays up her social game this season. I think, like you said, I don't know if with the, this particular cast, if she'll go very far. I hope she proves me wrong. But Same. if she's really able to play up her social game and downplay her competitions, then she might be able to, to skate by for a while. Exactly, yeah. Next up, we've got Keisha Smith. She's 42 years old. So actually, she's the same age as Enzo. Um, she was in Big Brother 10. She placed fourth. She is married. And she is most known for, A, being voted America's favorite player, and B, her iconic birthday. For those of you that have not seen it, you should go on to YouTube and just search Big Brother Keisha's birthday. 
there was a major fight that happened on her birthday right around the time when they were planning to sing happy birthday and do cake for her. (laughs) And it was the most awkward rendition of happy birthday you will ever hear. Um, So if you haven't seen that, you should check it out. But that's what she's most known for. Honestly, right when we get off this podcast, I'm going to go look that up. You got to watch it. I'm so excited. Keisha, I'm excited for. Again, like I said, she was America's favorite. I think she has potential to be one of those women in the house that isn't going to take anyone's shit. She is very honest. She also said in her interview that she's a very honest person. Um, So she will tell it like it is. At the Mm -hmm. same time, hopefully her honesty doesn't get the best of her this time around. Yeah, I I don't have much to say about Keisha, but I think she definitely does not hold anything back. So I'm excited or curious to see how that plays out with a few of the other house guests because they might clash or be the same as well. Next up, we have Cody Calafiore, age 29. Um, He was on BB16 and came in as the runner-up. He is unfortunately in a relationship and flaunted his girlfriend all over my TV screen, which I was not happy about. Um, But he is known for being Derek's number one man. Unfortunately for him, I think he kind of gets overshadowed by Derek a lot. Like when people think of Cody, they automatically think of Derek. When people think of Derek, they think of a mastermind. They don't necessarily think of Cody first. So I'm curious to see what Cody's going to do without Derek in the house. And regardless of his gameplay, I'm just excited to look at his face (laughs) all season. Uh, Agreed. Um, (laughs) I think I totally agree on all of that, to be honest. Um, He he has a very good social game. He's a competition beast. And he already won first at a household. So it's kind of like, okay, he's not waiting to do anything but I don't blame him he's Um, here to play he came to play play girlfriend everyone who knows Cody or has watched that season which most people have because like you said Derek um knows he's a threat yeah so I think he has no time to play it safe he has to win the competitions and do as much as he can and just kind of go from there I don't think he has another choice Okay, and then we have Memphis Garrett. He's 37 years old. He was on Big Brother 10. He was the runner-up that season. We're pretty sure that he's single. We think he's divorced, um, but we, we're not exactly sure. Um, he is known for coming in second to Big Brother legend Dan Giesling and arguably was part of one of the most famous Big Brother duos to ever exist, <laughs> which is called The Renegades. There was a little bit of a... Julie was kind of poking fun at both Memphis and Cody for their their little duos when they first went in into the game this season. Um, Memphis, to me, seems like the the dad of the house, which is weird because he's not even the oldest guy in there, but he just gives off dad vibes to me. It's been a long time again since I've seen him, so I don't remember too, too much about Memphis, but I will say, and we'll get to it later when we talk about the competition, but... It cracked me up how confident he went into that competition and he fucking face planted. I died laughing. Uh, I laughed so hard. I felt so bad, but I was like, you know what? That I can laugh. I can mm-hmm. laugh at that. But um, I definitely think that Memphis and Cody will either one of the following, no in between, either be each other's biggest competition mm-hmm. or I think that they will be smart and come together for at least a majority of the game and work together. I think they would definitely be a force to be reckoned with. 
Yeah, and it's funny you say that because Derek was live tweeting and he was like, I'm waiting for the Cody and Memphis team up, so we'll see if that happens. Next up, we have Kaser Rita. He's 39 years old. He was in BB6 and BB7. It's a little bit confusing. So in BB6, he was voted out fourth, but he had the opportunity to come back in the house, and then he was voted out again two weeks later. So realistically, he was voted out sixth. And then on BB7, he was voted out fifth. He's another one of those people that I was surprised by how early he got out of the house, but how much of an impact he truly had. He like was a Dave Vaughn. Yeah, he was the first person ever to be voted back into the game by the viewers. So people really enjoyed watching Kaser. And obviously, BB7 and BB6 were so long ago. I barely remember him. So I'm very excited to see him play again, especially where he was loved so much by America. Yeah, I wish that they would still do the voting in the back versus the, uh, what is it, the battle back competitions, because Mm -hmm. some of them you just know certain people won't win. And I think it'd be much more entertaining to have the audience vote. Yeah, for sure. But um, I think Kaser, a lot of people said that they were shocked to see him because he was from seasons and seasons ago. And I think it was Cody who said he was the most shocked to see him. Yeah, for sure. Um, But he mentioned in his interview how he's more empathetic than he was last time. And he was a fan favorite. And he's just very excited to have another chance in the Big Brother house. So I'm excited to see how his more empathetic personality will play in this. If people will like go along with it or if they'll still think of him as like he was on BB6 and 7. And then we've got, last but not least, David Alexander. He's 30 years old. He was on season 21. And unfortunately for him, he was the first out. He came in last place. His relationship status is single, as far as I could figure out from his social media. Um, He's known for the fact that he played a pretty good social game. He's a, a name that people remember. But due to the twist they had during BB21, he was a first out. And we can't even really say that he was evicted because nobody voted him out. (laughs) Nobody voted him out. He just failed at the first competition. And uh, unfortunately, his time in the house was cut short. I think David seems like a very genuine guy, but I think think he's going to try to play nice and play a good social game. But I do think he will be... I don't want to say desperate, but he will be very active in looking for alliances and trying to get as many people to be with him as possible. Because I think since he doesn't have a lot of experience in the game due to being the first one out his season, I think that he will be not just relying on other people and their alliances, but looking for those people to kind of not mentor him, but like show him like this is what the game is. And kind of have him understand a little more like, okay, this is what I have to do to get this far. If David plays it right, he will really lean on the fact that he was the first out and that a lot of these people probably don't even know who he is if they didn't watch his season. Exactly. Or don't remember him. I think it was very clear in the beginning when everybody was meeting each other it seemed like a lot of people were avoiding David at first because they were trying to remember who he was. Yeah. So hopefully he uses that to his advantage. And again, we don't really know what David is all about. We haven't seen much from him. So yeah, I think gameplay. as much as we can't really call him an all-star just yet, I think it was a good addition. 
I think they like to keep it diverse and to throw a bunch of random people in, you know? The one thing that I will say is it did almost seem like they were tokenizing him a bit. Like they were Mm -hmm. like, oh, we need another black guy or we need somebody a little bit more diverse. Who can we get? Oh, David, he's not an all-star, but let's stick him in there. I was reading an article that said that he was like one of America's favorite people on Big Brother, even though he didn't make it far. And I was very confused because I didn't totally understand that because he was in there for what, a day? Mm-hmm. Like how no one even really got to know him. They didn't really show him much. So he I don't understand that. He was a part of Camp Comeback. So he was in the house for a little bit longer after he got quote unquote evicted. Yeah. Um, about that. But you're totally right. Like, I think you can't really call him a favorite if he was only there for a couple weeks. Yeah. Um, So it is a little bit unfortunate that it seems like they're tokenizing him a bit. But at the same time, I am excited to see what he's going to do in the house. So we're going to take it as a positive. Yeah. Now, uh, before we get into the episode itself, I do want to talk a little bit about the connections because we've got so many connected house guests. And we'll start from oldest to newest season so the first connections we have from bb6 and bb7 are janelle and kaser they were on both of those seasons together i'm curious if they're gonna work together yeah um i don't know if you've seen them but have they really like do they really connect much yeah i think that i think that they were close i can't remember if it was bb6 or bb7 i think it was bb7 they did work together so hopefully they'll be able to rekindle that little alliance i think they'll definitely talk about and and rekindle something whether it be they're in an actual alliance or not or they're just kind of civil and help each other for a little bit i think they'll definitely take advantage of that and then on bb10 we have memphis and keisha this is interesting again i haven't seen this season in so long but keisha was out for or placed fourth and memphis was the runner up and i feel like I remember there being a little bit of backstabbing going on. So I don't know if Memphis is Keisha's favorite person at the moment, but it's been a long time since BB10. So maybe they'll be able to get over their little drama. Yeah, I think he honestly probably thinks nothing of it and is going to use the excuse of it's a game and mm-hmm. she's probably going to hold a little more grudge to it. I'm not saying she's going to bring it into the house, but I'm curious to see if they are civil and how that goes and plays out. The next connection we have from BB14 is Janelle and Ian. And this cracks me up because Ian is terrified of Janelle. And when he walked in the house and saw her, you could tell (laughs) how scared he was. So I'm curious to see how that's going to play out. Yeah. And I didn't see their season, but I feel like Ian has um, every right to be, every excuse to be uh, nervous or intimidated, I should say. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, by Jan- not just Janelle, but a lot of the other women in the house because they seemingly are very strong. Next up from BB16, we have Cody and Nicole F. <laughs> um, I don't know if those two, they were friendly and they did work together somewhat on their season, mm-hmm. but I, for some reason, don't feel like they're going to be very close this season. No, I think they'll definitely talk. They'll be civil. They'll be friends, but I don't know if they will end up being in an alliance together. Yeah, I just don't see them working together. Yeah, I think due to the rest of the house guests, Cody will kind of go the other way and Nicole will do the same. Mm -hmm. And then following that up, speaking of Nicole, on BB18, she was also playing with Devon. 
And if you've seen that season, you know that those two were not the best of friends. Um, I also thought it was really funny because they were they were a part of the four that moved in together in the beginning. And mm-hmm. right after they finished that maze comp, they hugged each other and Nicole was like, hey, and it sounded so like not genuine. It just sounded really fake. Yeah. I feel like everything Nicole says, not everything she says, but like a lot lot of the stuff can be taken very like sarcastically or fake. Mm -hmm. She might mean it, she might not, but I think it's, I don't think that they'll be working together anytime soon. I don't either, but if they do, I'll be pleasantly surprised by it. Very surprised. Next up from BB20, we have Tyler and Bailey, who if you've watched that season, you know, they got into a massive fight that season. I mentioned it earlier. But uh, Bailey legitimately bit her tongue while she was screaming at Tyler and was bleeding from her mouth while she was still yelling at him. I literally just told my mom about this because we were watching the challenge and she was on the latest season. And I was telling her, I said, oh, she got in a fight with one of the guys on Big Brother. Like I told you, she was kind of crazy. And she goes, what do you mean? So I showed her the video and she was like, I'm not surprised. So let's see if uh, that drags over into this new season yeah i feel like it won't but who knows then last but not least we have from bb21 david and nicole um i could see those two working together i think that as the quote-unquote newbies to the big brother universe i think that they could probably i said universe as if we're talking about like (laughs) marvel like some superheroes um (laughs) the big brother world i guess i should say I could see those two working together just purely due to the fact that they were on the same season together and they're somewhat familiar. I don't know that David or Nicole are super familiar with a lot of the past house guests, so I could see those two being a good pair. Solely because they were on the same season and Nicole and David are both very genuine people, I feel, um, and how excited Nicole was to see David and how long they were hanging out and talking. I would not be surprised if they work together. And I have a strong feeling that they will try to form something. Then um, we have a few people that had no connections to anyone else, which I thought was interesting. So Danny from BB8 and BB13 doesn't have anybody who she's been on a season with. We've also got Kevin from BB11 doesn't have anyone. Enzo is also a little lonely. <laughs> and then uh, nobody from nobody else from BB19 besides Christmas, which I'm kind of not surprised about because that wasn't the best cast ever. And then Davon has Nicole from BB18. So she's got that one connection, but from BB17, she's the only house guest. So just kind of interesting to see the people that don't have any connections. I'm curious if any of those people will work will work together or if they'll go outside of their little lonely bubbles and find other people to connect with. Yeah, I think solely from the premiere, you can clearly see that Kevin has no problem in talking to people and getting to know people because even though he has no connections just through the Big Brother season he's been on, I think that um, he put in his bio that his favorites were like, I think it was like, Danny and Davon and, and Nicole Janelle. and all these Janelle, mm-hmm. all these people. And I think he automatically will get along with Davon and Danny and Janelle. I think he'll definitely try to form something with the girls. Yeah. In their either all girl alliance or something. I could cl- definitely see that happening. So I don't think Kevin will have an issue with that. Yeah, he's super social. So I could see him doing well for sure. 
Yeah. I think also people are going to be a little bit starstruck by Danny. So that might help mm-hmm. her in getting a, a few um, Alliance members. I could see Enzo being a bit of a loner at first. Yeah. But again, like we said, he might try to form some kind of all boys Alliance. I think he'll definitely try to fit in with the guys and act like he's one of them. And they're kind of just going to be like, okay, another number. But I think, like I said, Kevin, Danny, and Christmas won't have any issues, I don't think. Mostly Danny and Kevin. Yeah, I think they will definitely have no issue in being social and forming some kind of stuff. And then just because we have to address it, (laughs) there is some potential for showmances, but very, 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 very small chance, which makes me very excited because – I am not here for um, showmances. I think mm-hmm. that they water down the game a lot and they create unnecessary duos. But this this is the list we have of people who we believe are single. Again, take this with a grain of salt because some of this was a little bit harder to figure out. But on our single list, we have David, Memphis, Nicole Anthony, Enzo, Christmas, and Devon. There is one duo in this group that I think could potentially be a showmance but other than that I don't think anyone else has the potential for it. can you guess who I think the two are are huh. that could end up together would it happen to be Nicole and David it wouldn't <laughs> no I don't think they would form a showmance but I definitely think that they would be very good friends I do um, too I couldn't see them together I honestly, I, I don't think it's Enzo. I'm going to tell you right now. <laughs> I, I don't think Memphis will do any kind of showmance. I think it has to be David. Okay, so my, my thought. Or David and someone. My thought was Christmas, and hear me out, Enzo. <laughs> <laughs> that is not who I was guessing. I think that maybe, hmm, I'm going to guess Enzo and Anita Vito. Yes. Oh my <laughs> Kevin's God. alter ego. He's married. And Anita live for it. Anita could be single. We don't know. We, we don't know, know the drill. Anita's just here for a good time, not a long time. Before we get into the episode itself, what do you think about the new house? You sent me a link a few mm-hmm. days ago or yesterday or whatever it was of the new house. And I didn't like it. I thought the font and the colors looked whack and it looked very comic sansy and I didn't like it at all. But after watching the premiere, I thought it looked gorgeous. It's very yeah. modern. It was very spacious. Just the stage portion of the house, I thought it was absolutely great. I thought it was so cool. It looked huge. I was like, this is like a play. Yeah. It was phenomenal. And then once you see like the overview of like the camera footage, I thought it, I was like, I would like to live there. Mm-hmm. I am. Cool. I was so excited when I saw the new house. I think that um, in the recent past seasons, the house has been kind of Flopped. ugly like the camp yeah. the camp season last season was that last season yeah kind of um, dropped the ball it was just not cute and this season was just so much more modern you can tell their budget jumped out cbs oh, yeah. was like this is the 20th year of big brother so we're giving them all the coin to get all this upgraded stuff. saved all their money on um promotion and advertising due to covid so they're like you know what fine yep I think the stage, like you said, looked really cool and modern. And the only thing I didn't like, which I'm sure I'll get used to it, but I missed that door. Yeah. Because that's like an iconic. Yeah. And it's a very symbolic part of the stage because you enter the door when you go into the house. It's that gif of Devon, you know? Yeah, it is. It really is. And when you leave, that's the door you come out of. Yeah. 
I don't know. It's just a big focus on the door. So I was a little bit weirded out by this like portal they have now. I want to see them bring back like an older version from like back when Big Brother first started. Mm-hmm. A wicked old version where they walk outside. Mm-hmm. Like, like I would love to see them the yard. That. Yeah. And for all the newer Big Brother people to be like, what, what? is it? Yeah, that was fun. I think it'd be great. The only other thing I have to say about the house is that it was – it's a little, like, as much as I love it inside, like, it's so futuristic and cool, it's a little overwhelming. Like, there's yeah. so many decorations and stuff, which is why I was not surprised that the first competition incorporated the house. Mm-hmm. And they're definitely going to be future memory comps and stuff that have to oh, do with all the stuff inside. Either Big Brother comics or memory comps or something. Yeah, there's got to be something related to it. Speaking of competitions... I really enjoyed the way this episode went in terms of how they formatted it. I, I did too. Of, I was kind of racking my brain trying to figure out, okay, are they going to do the first hour as cast reveal? The second half is going to be some sort of competition. But they really seamlessly blended the two. And I liked that they did groups of four. I also yeah. enjoyed that it was a tiered competition. So mm-hmm. just to recap really quickly... When they moved in, they did groups of four. They did four girls, four guys, four girls, four guys. And they would go in to the house, rip their masks off, run into the backyard. They had to look at the question on the TV screen, which had something to do with the house, go back into the house, locate whatever it was that correlated with the question, and then go back out to their little maze that they had and try to get the ball into the slot for whatever room that item was in. In the first comp, it was Nicole F., Danny, Davon, and Christmas. And Christmas was the only one who made it through. I was very shocked at that. Yeah, I think I wasn't surprised that Christmas made it through just because they said it was heavy and yeah. she's pretty strong. So I feel like she had a lot of control. I was, I was surprised Danny to make it through. Yeah, I was surprised no one else made it through. Especially, like you said, I thought Danny was really close. And then in the next group was Tyler, Ian, Enzo, and Kevin. And both Ian and Kevin made it through. Ian crushed it. He went really fast. Did you notice, I think it was Ian or Kevin, I think it was Kevin, when they did it, or no, maybe it was Ian, when he finished, he kind of stalled. He stopped. And he didn't go to hit the button at first. He kind of like stood there. And I think he was worried because... In his interviews, he said he was going to try to play it down. And I think he was like, do I go do it that fast? And then he just went. I don't remember if it was Ian or Kevin. It was one of them too. I think it was was probably Ian. Ian. Um, I was surprised that Kevin won that one just because he was the last person to come out of the house to start his maze. So Slow and steady. Yeah, he beast moded it. And I think it was probably because he didn't seem as nervous as everybody else. He seemed pretty chill. Yeah, so he, he crushed it. And then we had the next group, which was Janelle, Bailey, Nicole A, and Keisha. And Nicole was the only one who made it through. I was so excited for her. I was so happy for her because it took her a while in the first season to win anything. Mm -hmm. And I was so happy, so excited for her. Um, I was surprised again that no one else completed it. I thought maybe Janelle would, but they ran out of time. And then we had Cody, Memphis, Kaser, and David, and both Memphis and Cody made it through. Not shocked. Yeah, I wasn't surprised (laughs) about that at all. After that part of the competition, they then advanced to the second part 
again, like I said, I really enjoyed that they did a tiered competition. I think it just shows Mm -hmm. how much more um, thought they're putting into this season, given it all-stars. And it was a good competition that was just long enough that it got you excited and on the edge of your seat, but just short enough that it still worked with the live show. Yeah, I think it kept things interesting and kept you on your feet of who's going to win, what's Mm going to happen. And I really liked the setup of this first episode. The second part of the HOH competition was that little um, star competition. I don't remember what Julie called it, but basically it was two giant star platforms. You start on one side and you have to cross these little um, pedestals almost. They're different sizes and some of them aren't steady. Some of them move. It wasn't clear to the house guests before they started it that not all of those little star things were going to be stationary. So yeah. they're just thinking, we need, I need to go as fast as I can. And it was whoever completes it the quickest would win. Memphis, I believe, went first. Mm-hmm. And I died laughing when he fell. Oh my gosh. I was like, everyone looked like, oh my God, did he get hurt? He mm-hmm. jumped right up. I will say, like you said, um, this competition had the potential to literally break someone's ankle i was like yeah scared. i was worried for nicole because you know nicole you i know was, who i was worried for christmas, christmas. she's already broken her <laughs> fucking foot one time i mean i would love to see the scooter again but i don't need to see her with a broken leg right um so i was yeah i was nervous somebody was gonna break an ankle but goodness unfortunately for memphis he got a really long time his time was like a minute and 20 seconds and then cody comes out and beast (laughs) modes that shit in 22 seconds and i was like well we know he won crazy it was so crazy nobody else was able to beat cody's time but that wasn't the only factor in the competition because as you know big brother likes to do they gave out envelopes to all of the other um players who didn't win basically and they said that some of the envelopes would have perks and some of the envelopes would have punishments yeah unfortunately for those people they were all punishments except for one and um the punishment was becoming a have-not nicole ian memphis and kevin are all have-nots for the week and christmas won five thousand dollars so she's going home a little bit richer which is nice for her Um, I did think it was funny that they had that little production fail where they were not able to get into the have not room. I was cracking up. Oh my God. I I texted you. I go, first episode, they're already screwing up. Yep. They got a flop. They need to fire somebody on that production team. Goodness gracious. The have not room does not look fun. I'm excited to see how they, they take it. I think this maybe will give Nicole, Ian, Memphis, and Kevin some time to connect Mm-hmm. Because they're in their little separate room that's separated off where they literally have to crawl into it. So I think that's going to keep a lot of people out just because they probably don't want to have to crawl in there. So it might be nice happy for that them. David didn't have to go in that room. I'm like, this poor guy. <laughs> um, been there, done that. He's not, right? not into it. Overall, I thought it was an awesome episode. And at the end, Julie kind of prefaces us with the upcoming twists Mm -hmm. and she says that one of them is called the safety suite and that two people will be safe for the week and that there's going to be vip passes that give you access to a room which that room is the safety suite i'm not sure exactly how you then go about getting the safety but i think we're probably going to find that out on sunday's episode i feel like it's like um Remember that whole thing with the telephone booth? We have to solve it. 
I feel like maybe it's something. uh, No, it was, I don't remember what season it was. I was mentioning it earlier. Remember when they had to go in the telephone booth? Oh, right, right, right. They had to like find the number. I think it's going to be like some sort of riddle or something that they have and whoever does it first or Mm -hmm. something. Yeah, I'm curious. Or find think, something like like a tribute on Survivor. Yeah, that would be cool. And she mentioned that a lot of the twists are going to have to do with rooms, like new rooms in the house. Mm-hmm. So I'm They're curious. Unlock new rooms, and mm-hmm. maybe we'll get Pandora's box back. I would be or something excited. similar to Pandora's. Yeah, mm-hmm. I would be excited for that. And then Christina, I have a qu- couple questions for you. Ugh, so I know I'm, gonna, I'm not gonna be able to answer these. <laughs> I'm gonna ask you a few questions, and then Alrighty. I'm also gonna ask the same questions of Sophia and Jonathan, and then Alrighty. we'll go back later and see how our predictions fared. So, what is your so act your actual prediction? So, who you really think? could be the winner, runner-up, and fan favorite. And I don't want no, it could be this person or that person. You need to give me one name for each. The thing is, I don't know a lot of these people from their season, but Mm -hmm. solely going on last night and what I've seen, fan favorite, I honestly think that Kevin could be in the running. Okay, Kevin. I think think Kevin could honestly just make everyone laugh. Mm -hmm. For... Final two, in no particular order, just final two in general, because you never know how the jury's going to vote. Honestly, I think I think either Memphis or Cody's definitely going to make it. Okay, so... But I don't want to say both. Well, you got to pick one. <laughs> Ooh, I'm going to say Cody. Okay. Going to make it to final two. And I think maybe... Who do I think would be with him? Honestly, I'm just going to make a long shot here and probably say Danny. Danny? Maybe Cody and Danny. That's who I'm thinking. Okay. I appreciate those. I appreciate those. Mm. So now in a perfect world, if you got everything you ever wanted. Johnny Mac on this season. (laughs) (laughs) Out of the people who are on this season, who would you Uh want for winner, runner-up, and fan favorite? It can be the same as your predictions or it can be different people. You see, I would love to see Nicole win because, you know, underdog. And Nicole's such a sweetheart. Anthony, you mean, right? Yes, Nicole Anthony. I'm sorry. I'd love to see her win. She's such a sweetheart. You know, she deserves to be happy. But at the same time, I really am rooting for Cody. Mm -hmm. I am. I'm rooting for Cody. Fan favorite, I would love to see Nicole win fan favorite, if not win. Mm -hmm. Because I think she honestly deserves it. I think she is America's sweetheart that everybody, everybody, I don't, I haven't heard one bad thing about Nicole. Yeah. I think everybody really loves her. And I think she gets overshadowed a lot because everyone goes, oh, she's sweet. Yeah. And then that's it. Yep. But I think honestly, I think it would be very touching to see her win America's favorite. Yeah, it would be. And I would cute. love to see that. And who is the other thing you said? Winner and America's favorite. That's it. Winner, runner up and fan favorite. But you kind of said up. that. Yeah. Okay. And I think I already know what you're going to say, but. Who is one person who you wanted to be on that is not on? Other than Johnny Mac, one (laughs) of my favorites, I would have to say Zach Rance. Yeah. There's no way in heck that he is coming back on any reality show any time in his lifetime. Mm -hmm. I would love to see his antics once more. Yeah, same here. He's hysterical in my opinion, and I think he's very entertaining. Good old Fruit Loop Dingus. Fruit Loop Dingus, man. 
So, and then last but not least, who is one person that you aren't excited about seeing? I think you kind of already mentioned the people you don't really like too much, but yeah, who's, who's um, the one person who you're like, I'd wish I could trade them out? Honestly, just because I know, like, I hate saying I know how it's going to go with them because there's never any, you can never tell, mm-hmm. but I just have a strong feel. I've seen this person so much lately on so many seasons of stuff and they, they don't change their gameplay. It's always the same and it always ends the same way. I really am not that excited to see Bailey. I'm not, no, no hate against Bailey. I think she's a strong woman. I think she's great. Good for her. Everything she's doing. I just, I'm not interested to see her big brother gameplay anymore. I could appreciate that. Yeah. Okay. Now I'll give you my, my predictions. So my prediction and this is going based on literally nothing, just a guess. <laughs> My prediction for winner is Tyler Crispin. Oh. And his runner-up, Ian Terry. Ooh, for I some would not reason, be shocked to see for, Ian in the final. Yeah, for some reason, I just feel like whether that's how it works out or not, I could see either of those two making it to final two. Definitely. And I wouldn't be mad about it. And then... Fan favorite, I'm going to have to agree with you. I think right now the most likely fan favorite is Kevin just because he's so much fun and like definitely will have, I think, the best social game. Mm-hmm. So I could see him definitely being a given for fan favorite. In a perfect world, who I would want to win would be <laughs> Danny Donato. I think the season she was on with her dad, she did come in runner-up, but I think she deserves a shot at doing it on her own. She just needs to do it by herself. I respect and that, yeah. I could see her um, being really good at the game. So I would love for her to win. Um, runner up, it's kind of random, but I would almost want to see David be runner up. Go just, from like zero to hero. Yeah, fast. exactly. Like I want to see him get the recognition that he deserves. I want him to at least go he... further in the, than halfway mark in the game. Oh, yeah. I want to see David, David make runner up. And then who would I want for fan favorite? Maybe Devon. I don't think it would happen because I think Devon's a very polarizing person. People either love her or hate her. I personally love her. So I would love to see her get fan favorite. I think she's a big personality. So she has potential to be in the running, but I I don't think think she'll get it. Yeah, I think she's definitely improved Mm -hmm. as a person, as a whole. And I think I, I respect her so much for that, to be honest. Um, one person who wa- <laughs> who I wanted to be on who isn't, we already talked about it in the last episode, but good old Johnny Mac. I love Rip. him so much. I wanted to see him on. The other person who I talked about prior um, wanting to be on was Helen. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a random one, but yeah, I really was interested in seeing Helen again. She's also the probably the least problematic person from her season. So I think she would be the only chance that BB15 would ever be mentioned ever again. <laughs> um, and one person who's on that I'm not very excited about seeing would have to be Enzo. I think, yeah. um, I don't know, I'm just kind of over Enzo and his all boys alliance thing if he changes my mind and decides not to do that this season then fine but <laughs> then as fine. it stands i couldn't see him not trying to do another brigade part two like i feel like yeah. he's predictable so i could do without him 
Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, I don't really know much about him, but I'm not particularly excited to see his gameplay. Mm-hmm. Now let's throw it over to Sophia and Jonathan and see what they had to say. You guys probably remember her from last season of the podcast, but Sophia is back. Hey guys, thanks for having me, Brianna. I'm excited to be here. Of course. All right, Sophia, I have to get your predictions. So give me your predictions for who you actually think could win, who you think will be runner-up, and who will be fan fave. I think if I had to pick one winner, I I feel like I have to say Tyler, Tyler Crispin. I said the same thing. If his mind, I mean, his mind is brilliant in terms of Big Brother, and I do see the possibility that he gets booted right away because people know that he's good. However, I think I almost think he's smart enough to outsmart that. A lot of the other people we see in the house are kind of more comp beasts, like they've they've got all that going for them. But I think Tyler's mind and Tyler's knowledge and understanding of the game is just so good. Honestly, if I had to pick one, I'd say Tyler. And what about for runner up? So say Tyler's the winner, who do you think is gonna be sitting next to him? This is really tough too. I mean, <laughs> it's hard because if a yeah, player so is hard good, to like, know. oh, they're gonna win. Yeah, especially runner up. Although if I had to pick one runner up, I'm gonna go with Ian Terry. Oh my god, Sophia, we're the same person. I said the Are you exact same me? thing. Oh, oh my <laughs> gosh, right. Brianna, this is why we're friends. Oh my god. <laughs> I thought Ian Terry was a good player mm-hmm. the first season. I mean, not just because he beat Dan, but just because he's a really good little weasel kind of going in the cracks, getting information, laying low, but still being very active in the game. Mm -hmm. So I totally agree. I feel bad. I mean, I feel bad for anyone who gets runner up, but I don't feel as bad for him because he already won. He's already won. Yeah. He's been there. So yeah. So I mean, that would be kind of cool. Tyler came in second last time, first now. And then Ian, vice versa. So yeah. I would have to go with Ian Terry. Yeah, I agree with you. And what about who do you think in actuality could get fan fave this season? Not your favorite, but someone who you think has a good shot. Nicole Anthony again. There's a possibility that Janelle, just because I know she's gotten it in, gotten it in the past. So I would have to place her as my sort of second. But I think in actuality, Nicole Anthony could be fan fave again because she's awesome with that being said in a perfect world who would you want for a winner runner-up and fan fave i wouldn't mind tyler however if i got to pick i'm gonna go with my dude david alexander because i am so 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 excited to see him play i mean i i will confess it's hard for me to say someone who is out first should be on an all-star season however he got kind of a bad gig And we did get to see a little bit more of him while he was in camp comeback last year. And I think his mind is almost on par with Tyler Crispin based on what I've seen of him. So if that's true, I mean, he's clearly got physical skill and physical strength. So I think he could hold his own in some physical comms, but I think his mind and and his understanding and his awareness of the game is good too. So if I had to pick in a perfect world, I would say him. My second pick for a winner is Janelle, just because I mean, so I you think want her to be runner up to David is what you're saying. No, because I don't want her to be runner up. Okay. So you have to pick one winner and one runner up. <laughs> oh my <laughs> Come gosh. On, well, I do think I'd pick Ian Terry again. I like the kid. He just loves big brother, which I always like to see. And he's already won. So 
I mean, hey, 50 grand is awesome, but I mean, he already got the 500, so I don't feel as bad. He's, I mean, if he came in runner up, he'd still get 50 grand, which is still great, but he already has, he already had his chance to win. And I like him. I think he's a good player. For sure. And if, if Big Brother said to you, okay, Sophia, right now you have to vote for fan fave, who would you pick? I would pick Keisha. When I first heard the rumors, she was not in the early rumors of someone to come back. And we haven't heard much of her in the Big Brother world in the past few years. So when I, I really loved her in Big Brother 10, I only watched Big Brother 10 last fall. So it's still somewhat fresh in my mind, but I really liked her. I was like, why have we not heard more from her? So when She's I gotten, heard rumors, She got favorite that year too. Yeah, yeah. When I heard rumors that she was a, a possibility to come in the season, I was so excited. I was like, if someone is being dishonest about this, I was going to be so mad. But if I had to pick a fan favorite, I would pick Keisha. Who is one person that you wanted to be on that is not on this season? Oh, this is really a sore subject. This makes me sad. But Dan Giesling. I, I think you and everyone else is feeling the same <laughs> way right now. I love that man. Like, I, I love that man. So when, again, he was in the early rumors to be on the show, I was like, oh my God, too good to be true. I was like, don't say this if this isn't true. The funeral director himself, I was getting so excited. I was like, he is an all-star through and through, but I get it. He's got two young kids. If I had to pick one, it would be him. On the other side of the coin... Is there anyone who is on that you are not excited to see that you would like to sw- swip up, swap out of the season? You know, that's tough because watching the episode on Wednesday night, last night, I was, oh my gosh, I was so pumped for the season. I had heard the rumors, this is the cast list, this is it. And I was like, eh, but then I kind of saw them all together as a group interacting with each other. And I was like, oh my God, I'm so excited. So I'll really just take the cast list as it is. If I had to pick one that I was least excited for up to this point, it would probably be Kaiser, Kaiser, and nothing against him. I just haven't seen him play. I've seen, I've watched seasons 10 through 21 and then two through four. So I haven't quite seen him play. I just don't know him. I mean, moving forward, I am excited to see him. I'm so glad to see the older faces in the mix too. I'm excited to see him and Janelle. So I am excited. But if I had to pick one person who I was least excited about, it would probably be him just because I don't know him. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, I'm excited to look back on this later. And I really hope that your predictions are correct because if yours are correct, then so are mine. (laughs) All right. All right. Then I hope that yours are correct as well. All right, Jonathan, thanks so much for joining me again here on Oh Brother Podcast. Now I have got to know, who are your predictions for winner, runner-up, and fan favorite this season? Uh, for starters, I, I'm trying really hard not to duplicate names. So if I, if I pick somebody, I don't want to pick them for a subsequent um, uh, category here. So for my actual predictions for winner, um, it's a tough one. Uh, realistically, I see either Cody or Bailey winning this game. I don't know why. I'm just looking at the cast list. I'm looking at the pictures, and my gut tells me one of those two is going to win. Um, if I had to pick one to win, I'm just going to give it to Cody. Uh, but I can 
somehow, and I don't know what it is about her, but somehow I could see Bailey winning this game, or at least making it very far. Out of everybody, I see her most realistically making it far. Um, so I'm going to give her the runner-up pick. I'm honestly kind of surprised by the Bailey shout-out here, but you know what? I hope you prove me wrong. And what about America's Favorite? I don't know if I can do this. I- I'm going to pick a guy and a girl because I love them both. I'm going to pick Janelle and I'm going to pick Kaser. Um, realistically, I see Janelle winning America's Favorite house guest, but I love Kaser, and I think a lot of America does too. So I'm going to give it to Kaser as well. Now, in an absolutely perfect world, who would you choose for winner, runner-up, and fan fave? So for my winner pick, of all people who I fell in love with, especially after watching the premiere, actually, especially since I've seen their name pop up in the rumors, um, my winner pick since then pretty much was Kevin. Uh, absolutely love him and his energy. And I think that he has matured, obviously, from his first season um, in a positive way. And But he's still staying true to himself and still being, you know, extremely entertaining and bubbly and, and all this stuff. And just seeing him on my screen all uh, all last night when I watched the premiere um, was absolutely incredible. Uh, I, I was smiling from ear to ear every time I saw him on my screen. So uh, I would love for Kevin to take this It's w. very hard not to love Kevin. And how about runner-up? This, this is a, uh, sentimentally, I want to pick this person. Um, they won the first season that I ever watched. And I personally, in a lot of ways, not every way, but in a lot of ways, I feel like I identify with this person the most. So I'm going to pick Ian Terry as my runner-up pick. I don't realistically see him winning. Um, I see Kevin winning being more likely. So I'm going to put Ian as my runner-up. Ian is clearly on a lot of people's minds right now. But last but not least, who would you want as America's favorite if you had it your way? Uh, this is a tough one, too. But I'm going to go with Enzo because every time I watch Big Brother um, 12, almost, uh, I think, yeah, yeah. Every time I watch Big Brother 12 and every time I hear Enzo talk, I just, it, he's just entertaining to me. Um, so... Uh, I personally love Enzo. I don't see him realistically getting America's Favorite House guest, but I would love it for him to to get that prize there. Well, we're going to have to agree to disagree on that one because I am not a very big Enzo fan personally. But how about people you wanted to see but aren't on this season? I'm going to cheat again. I'm going to pick two people um, for two different reasons. So as far as strategically and... Um, as far as a compelling storyline that I would want to watch, I'm going to pick Danielle Reyes. Um, there were a lot of rumors that she was going to be on the show, and she's obviously not, which is unfortunate because I love Danielle. And also, um, a Danielle versus Janelle 2.0 storyline, I would pay money to watch that again. So uh, I'm going to pick Danielle Reyes. I think she would have done really well, especially with this cast. So um, there's that. Um, and also, just for pure entertainment reasons, uh, my heart breaks because I'm not seeing Zach Rance on my television screen again. Uh, I would love for Zach to play again. Big Brother 16 is one of my favorite seasons, too, and Zach was a big reason because of that. So no Zach Rance um, breaks my heart. I'd have to agree on Zach Rance. Love my little Fruit Loop. Who are you not looking forward to watching this season? Um, I was looking through the cast list. And um, I was looking at all their pictures, and it was clear and obvious to me that 
uh, of all people I didn't want to see Christmas. I really did not really, really did not want to see watching her on big brother 19 was absolutely painful. So yeah, no, I'm good. I'd rather swap Christmas with Danielle Reyes any day or Zach Rance, but that would make the guy to girl ratio a little uh, unfair, but I'd take anybody over Christmas personally. Yeah. Christmas definitely isn't my favorite person, so I'd have to agree with you on that one. Thanks, Jonathan. I feel like, yeah, I feel like uh, the season could go either way, seeing as it's such a diverse cast. You never know what's going to happen. For sure. I'm excited to look back at our predictions at the end just to see if any of us got it correct. That would be hysterical if none of us were right. I know, imagine. I feel like I'll probably be very wrong, but we shall see. Plot twist, Enzo wins it all. Oh my God, please don't make me watch that man all fucking season. I will be so meow, meow. upset. Oh no. I guess that's how we end the episode. Meow, meow. Thanks so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed. To join in on the discussion, use the hashtag OBrotherPodcast on social media and you can find me at It's Me Breely everywhere. And you can find me at Christina Jaspot. We'll talk to you next time. Bye. See you later.